0: And welcome to episode 282 of Vidigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Weird Dick Imaginer Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio with me? I think we're all going to have the same reference because this is Princess Choadstool,
1: uh, Chris Antista. Oh.
2: Chris Antista. A former Toad fan, Matthew Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Up until today, I was a huge oh, fan man. of Toad. A huge Yo, fan? <laughs> Yo, the, the
1: president's dick, it was compared to the smallest Nintendo character. <laughs>
2: like, oh, that's just the should, tip of the iceberg. We'll get there in the news. Don't worry about that. They call should have been little
0: Samson like a, because he's rare and expensive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, our Mad
1: King has a dick like a Pikmin.
0: <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> Dick like Olimar. Um,
1: um, and I did I did spend the better part of my day hassling everyone I've ever known at Nintendo over this. <laughs> like, is, is this because the president's dick has three holes like
0: Toad's face?
2: <laughs> Michael, weren't you telling me you're like, yeah, why is why is Toad trending right
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw a bunch of people asking that question <laughs> and answering it in horror. Oh God. Oh God. And no, it's it's simply because the
1: president has an enlarged helmet with a ton of red spots all over it.
0: I hear his balls are
1: actually above his dick. It's weird. <laughs> in, a, in a pair of low-cut denim overalls. They, they also pick up more radishes than you would expect. Sorry, that's a Mario 2 reference. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I hear the president's dick doesn't get any slower when it picks things up.
2: Sorry, it goes really fast. <laughs>
0: it's.
1: And it we're off to a great it,
0: start. It, it, I promise this episode is about video games.
1: Even with ten coins, it count. It can't outrun a baby peach. <laughs> <It's>, like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> uh, oh, the pre- the president finds new lows every day. <laughs> like this is so oh, much fun. Man,
0: we should have just reorganized this at the last minute and done a dick themed show. My god. Yeah. Oh. Well, if, been... if you
2: if you want to know what we're talking about, <sighs> stick around for the news segment. And we will give you context of what the
3: hell we mean with all of this. And, Dude, and also he will maybe... have
1: found he will have found ten more ways to embarrass himself and made everyone forget about this That's by the true. time this airs. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yep. It'll it'll all just be like hashtag Bowser something. Yeah, yeah. I hear his asshole looks
2: like Waluigi.
4: <laughs> On
2: yeah. behalf of the EU, so long, gay
0: Bowser. <laughs> 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 Woo-hoo! Oh Woo-hoo! man! Yahoo! All right. Well, this this uh, week's episode was actually uh, inspired by far more somber news that we we recently lost uh, a member of Hollywood royalty. I'm talking, yeah. of course, about Burt Reynolds. Yeah, his, his dick's uh-huh. got a big hat. It's it's mm. funny because it's so big. See, it's oversized.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah his dick, dick's got a big and- hat.
1: I've fallen into a bunch of Norm Macdonald clips, as I tend to do on the internet. Uh, Listen to that LaserTime Time Norm Macdonald show, by the way. And he's like, yeah, you know, no one ever noticed on Celebrity Jeopardy? I was playing Burt Reynolds from 30
0: years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we all noticed. Meanwhile, this is what Burt Reynolds sounded like more recently. Viola, is this the kid you were talking about?
4: Burt fucking Reynolds? Who else could keep this town running? Besides i love my constituents sir i am a huge fan excuse me viola says the saints had the new game in town if that's the case i want in uh yeah great what do you need i got a zombie problem that
0: i want
5: wait a what problem
0: <sighs> zombies i just wanted to get to burt reynolds saying zombies
2: <laughs> Size Sigh, zombies <sighs> <sighs> So that, he was late 70s recording that. Wow. And then the character model they used was, like, early 50s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what Norm said. He said Lauren came out with, like, a white beard and a white wig.
0: He's like... Nah, I don't want to be that
1: Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no.
0: Well, Burt Reynolds is fixed in everybody's mind at the age he was when he did Smokey and the Bandit. I can't believe right. the number the- of
2: R.I.P. Turd Ferguson tweets I mm-hmm. saw the day Burt died. It's like, oh That's no. Also,
1: <laughs> like because Norm said when he walks down the street, people just who don't know his name just yell
0: cheer cheerd! <laughs> it's a funny name. It's a Funny name. Funny name. But yeah, that that wasn't Burt Reynolds' only connection to video games. He also played the King in uh, in the Name of the King, a dungeon siege tale. Really? The the Uva yes. Bowl joint. Ooh! But uh, oh, I was <laughs>
1: expecting a clip. No, it's because it's real bad.
0: I didn't say I didn't have a clip. You're acting oh. like I never had
4: to outsmart a paramilitary organization before. All right, that's still from
1: Saints I was going to say, wait, a <laughs> wait Wait, was he not in a Grand Theft Auto game, too?
0: No. No, he... oh, I don't think so. You might be confusing. There's like a porn director role, but nah, actually, maybe he was. Now I'm going to have to look he was. Up. <laughs> yeah, was he that uh, text guy or?
1: We're recording this and I really wish we had the internet.
0: Yeah, if only there was something we could look this up on. Oh, he's.
2: Yeah, it says Vice City.
0: Ha ha. Uh, Avery Carrington. Which I always think of as Tex because Tex Avery, so. Ah. And he was a cowboy-style character, and, you know, Texas oil man.
2: See, but there he played a character, whereas in today's show, Mm -hmm. we're talking about celebrities who played themselves.
0: Yes. And not in that they conned or made fools of themselves, but they were actually characters named their own names. You played yourself. Yeah, you played yourself. yourself. (laughs) You played yourself in that movie. (laughs) I saw it. It was great.
2: But yeah, it was just, as you heard in that clip. It's just Burt fucking Reynolds. It's no uh-huh. character name. It's just no. Yeah. You are who you are.
0: And since we have already burned through Burt fucking Reynolds, he won't be in any of these entries. But we've... oh, Burt, I'm oh. so sorry. But
2: the list is in honor of the Reynolds. That's, That's true.
0: I... It's all in his his name. In the name of the king. I'm.
1: Mean, you're going to hate this early plug, but it's also a caveat. We streamed a commentary of Smokey and the Bandit in honor of him, mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube has decided that is against its community guidelines.
0: <gasps> what? Uh,
1: and and violates its spam. And uh, I, I appealed, and they said like, "Nah, you still did it." And like, did what? You duplicate <laughs> It was your fault, and uh, there's no one to talk to, and we just can't stream on YouTube anymore. We'll figure something out, and still fuck? do Monday night movies and shit. But uh, <sighs> yeah. Fuck YouTube. Please send me a better option because they are fucking dicks.
0: <laughs> Daily motion. That's where it's yeah, at, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> that's where you go. it's at, baby. <laughs> well, we will dive right into our list of our favorite celebrity... What, what would you call that? Self-performance? That's cameo. I mean, that's straight yeah, up just, cameo. Yeah, top top five celebrity cameos right
6: after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries, and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time.
1: Speaking of which, here's a quick taste.
6: Went up to that retro lounge, and I had never
1: played the Super
6: NES Toy Story game before.
1: Dude, that thing is crazy. It's a a different... Type of game every level.
6: Yeah, uh, we went in and they were like, "No, no, no this game." Tim's it's like, awesome. "Oh, this game's so fun," and I'm like, "No, there's no way in hell this game is good or fun." Uh, I I deny you any. any it's it's, aspect it's, of it's it. because
1: the first level sucks. It's exactly what you think it is. It's Put a,
6: the toys. There's a snake. Like, it's, it's, so yeah, yeah. It's gonna, a woody. It's
1: a shitty floaty woody side scroller, and then you just get into like <laughs> the driving RC pro am portions and the flying here. and And a doom level where you find aliens
6: yeah and then like the third stage Woody straight up has a Bionic Commando style like he throws his string out Mm -hmm. and is swinging on things I'm like okay and then halfway through that third stage I am just riveted by this Donkey Kong Country level platforming where I'm like every single jump I'm just like no 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 and I left that room, go like, dude, this game rules, and I should have played it twenty years ago. <laughs> Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreoncom lasertime
0: And we're back to talk about what celebrity cameos? Yeah, celebrity cameos, presumably. And and games. that 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 is the rule here. They they have to be cameos. It can't just be like someone showing up to, uh, to play themselves throughout the entire game. Yeah, they or, can't be a yeah. featured player. It has
2: to truly be a yeah.
0: cameo. It can't be you know, for instance, Moonwalker starring Michael Jackson. He would have to be <laughs> an incidental or secondary character. Right. Yeah. But we will just jump in with someone who is very much not a star player right here. Number five Is that ringing any bells for anybody? Is this from The Sims? This is from The Sims. Yes. Okay. This is You're from Dan Amrick. Uh, You'd think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
2: Dan Amrick. Palette Swap Ninja Fan playing live in Oakland. That's right. Mm-hmm. Get your Berkeley? tickets now. It's Dan Amrick's uh, alternate career mm-hmm. uh, is the same career as this gentleman. Is this game show host, host of The Price Is Right, mm-hmm. Drew Carey? It is Drew Carey. Whoa, really.
0: Just a reminder that early Simlish kind of left a lot to be desired (laughs) if you're familiar with the later games. But so Drew Carey appeared in the house party expansion. And if you got your if the idea was that you would start a party and start inviting people over, if it got big enough, a message would flash on screen saying Hey, my agent says I just need to make this scene, and Drew Carey will pull up in a limo and get out and start meeting and greeting your guests. After which he'll he'll stand out in front of your house for a while, just shake hands with people, try to be entertaining. And then he'll come in and start shaking hands with everybody and finally leave when the thing's winding down, but a visit from him is a mark of success. Sounds like a Star Wars alien right there with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, again, yeah, apparently, yeah, we, we have heard from friends who have worked closely with Maxis that uh, there, are, there are very specific rules around Simlish and uh, what you know certain words represent what you, what you can and can't say. It can't just be random gibberish. Yeah, I have the
2: translation of his quotes in the game here, unless really? you have them pulled <laughs> up. No, I don't. Yeah, there are three quotes, it says. And so here are the quotes, and I'll d- <clears throat> I'll do my best Drew Carey, which is I don't have a Drew all, Carey.
0: All the little chicks with the crimson lips.
2: Yeah, that's right. Hey, my agent said I just
0: had to come over. Let's crank this party up. Uh, that That isn't a translation. That's an actual English message box that flashes ah, on the okay. screen. Oh, so, okay.
2: Yeah. So maybe, they, maybe that's what this is. Okay.
0: But he also, like, talks like a, a Hollywood big shot, like, Hey, baby, yeah, that's right, 10% off the gross. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently there was some crossover there, and uh, the, the Sims showed up on the Drew Carey show at least twice. Once they did, really? like, a show intro that was entirely in Sims, like, with, with all the characters played by Sims, but with human voiceover. And then there was another time when... It's just real people in a bar speaking in Simlish with floating word balloons that show pictures of what they're talking about. Obviously, not as stringent as EA is,
4: no matter what
2: constitutes Simlish. That sounded like Seinfeld standard for something. Ba 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 Buh, bah, bah.
0: Yeah, that was my Michael Richards. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> bah! Uh, and now, he, now you're
2: now you're sounding like Michael Richards, a Stanley yeah. Spadowski
0: in in reference. My mom! <laughs> uh, but uh, Drew Carey was just kind of just the beginning for celebrities in The Sims. Obviously, there have been a bunch. There was Katy Perry. Uh, showed up at one point she had her own expansion it was like here it's a bunch of dessert themed houses and clothes that you can put on your sims but (laughs) uh, and and then they've had like uh, other models and actors just kind of show up randomly throughout it but i I think big true carry was like the first big splash it's like whoa how'd they get this guy in there and he wasn't i don't remember him being like widely advertised either it was just sort of like it was a, a An Easter egg for players to discover when their parties were really successful. You know how they got him in here is Louis Anderson just wasn't available. They just had to go for
2: Drew Carey. They
0: had to settle uh, for Drew Carey instead of the smoldering star power of Louis Anderson. (laughs) But, well, uh, I don't think anyone can dispute the star power of our number four. That probably wasn't very intelligible. But uh, any guesses on who this next guy is? It's who I thought was going to be the last entry, because I think you you introduced the last
2: entry as someone who no longer has star power. Is this Gary Coleman in Postal 2? Yes,
0: this is. And he he doesn't have (laughs) star power for the very specific reason that he's dead. (laughs) Well, yes, yes.
1: because he also lacks breathing power. Yes.
0: Gary Coleman's appearance was, you know, it was one of many errands that popped up during Postal 2. And Postal 2 was kind of interesting in its design for those who played it. I will say right up front, this game has not aged well. No. uh, In many ways. (laughs) But it is, uh, like, the idea was you get a a set of errands at the beginning of the day that you then have to go out and accomplish in this open world, and they can be very boring, like, go buy some milk. And, uh, but, you know, along the way, you can choose, like, am I going to chase people around with a shovel and bash their heads off and get in a big shootout? And for a while, that, that formula worked pretty well, but then, like, it starts forcing shootouts. We're sort of like, okay, now you're caught in the middle and people are shooting at you, so you kind of have to respond uh, and be violent and trade gunfire with horrible racist stereotypes. But um, Gary Coleman is having a book signing of his autobiography at the mall, and uh, he's kind of impatient with everybody.
4: Next. Hi.
6: Hello, Mr. Coleman. I love facts of life. You ever do that leather tuscadero check?
4: Thanks, you can leave now.
6: It's from my mother, I swear.
4: Yeah, sure it is. If I see you selling this on eBay, I will come to your
0: house and kick your narrow ass. Why would he care?
2: (laughs) You know, I
1: tried to read that book and the whole time. What? Was he being peed on the whole time?
0: No, that, that's <laughs> actually <laughs> a fountain nearby. Although, as oh, okay, as, as in that first clip, you can actually pee on him, and be, uh, as you can with everybody in this game. And there is a video on YouTube. It's like Gary Coleman vomit fountain, something like that, where someone exploits a glitch in that mall where they they, they just run up uh, and, and jump the line of people waiting to get their books signed unzip in Gary Coleman's face and he's like oh you need to get some sun man and then like if you pee on him he starts vomiting and so at the moment where he starts vomiting the the, the player like bashes his head off with a baseball bat and because there's, like, a glitch that makes the vomit keep coming, even when it's headless. So he's just, like, picks up this ragdoll corpse that's, like, flailing around just spewing vomit everywhere and, like, touching it to people and making them vomit. And pretty soon, like, everyone in the mall is just nonstop puking. It's like
2: that SNL skit where they, they you can see the hose in their sleeve yeah, where they're, kind they're of shooting from- vomit for minutes on end. It's a lot like that. You know, you guys should pick up that Gary Coleman book. It doesn't take very long to read because it's a... Short story. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. It's a ridiculous. real Emmanuel Lewis to life. Oh. <laughs> um, but remember what I said when uh, I said that. Well, eventually you get to a point where people will just show up and force violence, and of course that happens here too.
3: Send out the former child actor. We have a warrant for his arrest.
0: Go back to the donut convention. I ain't going nowhere.
3: We're
7: serious. Send Gary out now, and nobody gets hurt. I'm not going to the
0: joint. That's something cops say a lot. Nobody gets hurt. Uh, here's a warning before this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just sounds something more like something a bank robber would say. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Gary and his bodyguards will. His bodyguards will pull out shotguns. He will pull out a, a apparently limitless supply of grenades and an M16, and they will run around exchanging gunfire with the cops. You can. Uh, shoot the cops and these other I think anti-violence protesters who also show up with guns and, and protect Gary or you can kill Gary and I think part of the marketing of this was like showing Postal Dude holding Gary Coleman's head in his hands with like a quote from Gary saying like Kill me, dismember me—I don't care. It's all in fun.
2: This is the point in Gary Coleman's career. I, I, I will give him credit. So I had a terrible joke, and if you think that's the worst pun about Gary Coleman related to postal, boy, do we have some surprises for you when we talk about the DLC. But this what is wrong with you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, this was the point in his career. I just remember he was like on a lot of reality TV, mm-hmm. and there was a show where it was like it was like a dating show with Gary Gary Coleman. And his big obsession was toy trains. And it was, like, really s- sadly sweet, sweetly sad, whatever you want to say, where it was, like, he was a good sport. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's yeah, he out was. there, and, and, and he, he got a new. He's like, yeah, people are kind of having fun at my expense, but that's okay. I'm getting paid for this, you know? But, uh, yeah, this was the period where it's, like, he would kind of do
0: anything and take mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And I mean, it, was it was it really worse than when he had the Gary Coleman show, which was that... Horrible Hanna Barbera animation where he's like an angel who solves people's problems. He's dead. He's murderous. What? That's right. (laughs) My God.
2: Well, I I mentioned the DLC, and the reason I said it's the second—I told the second worst pun. You guys remember? Um, he was a—he was in the DLC. He led a faction in. Do you remember the name uh, where he appeared?
0: Was it Apocalypse Weekend or?
2: Uh, Well, the the name of the DLC was um, Paradise Lost. Oh, okay. And um, he was the leader of the Coleman faction. Nice. Coal dash oh, Was he still
0: alive when that came out?
2: Uh, I don't know. But then the, guess where their headquarters were called? The Coleman. Where? The Coal the Mine. mine.
0: Ah, <laughs> <no> problems, <laughs> oh, my, come my God, I'm
2: loving this. I want to go back and play it. <laughs> the yeah, game th- might not have aged I well,
0: but par- those puns. Paradise Lost was like the DLC they did when they're like, okay, uh, Postal three is out of our control. We're gonna we're gonna make the actual sequel. Oh yeah, it's this be is DLC. this is
2: 2015. This is way after oh, he's
0: yeah. gone. Wow. But they they obviously couldn't get Gary Coleman to do the Postal movie. So do you guys remember who they did get? No. Uh, min oh. Yeah, Vern Troyer, did- who was also oh. the voice of Crotchy, who's like this. Balsack shaped doll that you have to buy at one point in the game. <laughs> <What? laughs> crotchy? Yeah, and Vern Troyer hangs out with Uva Bowl at the opening of his Nazi themed amusement park. Why am amusement I laughing? Park. None of this is funny. I don't know. Like, why am I laughing? An uh, amusement park that's the scene of just a bunch of kids getting shot, which I still think that this might be the only funny scene in this movie. Oh god. It's that bad. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> Gladly say I haven't seen it.
2: Uh, so which is aged better, the movie or Postal 2?
0: Oh, that's hard to say. They're both equally awful. <laughs> okay, Kind of. I mean, at least in the game, you can you can sort of get your psychotic jollies and like, yeah, I'm going to knock this guy out with a shovel and set him on fire and then pee on him and then set him on fire again and then bash his head off. Like, okay, yeah, the, the level of creative violence is kind of staggering. And, and uh, you can get a lot of that just from playing the the free demo that was out for a while. I don't really have anything else to say about this. uh... No, I mean, these are all really bad, and I
2: think that's what used to make me the most irate about Postal is, like, Jack Thompson would always, like, go after it and cite it as this, like, big example of gaming violence, and I'm like... Everyone hates Postal. Why mm-hmm, do you keep bringing right. up Postal? This is yeah. the most pressed Postal like, ever gets. I mean,
0: it is kind of fun to be able to like, oh, I set myself on fire. I'll just pee straight up into the air, and that puts it out.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember that was that was the game that released the demo? That was the full game. If you pull down the command bar, right, just like yeah. infinite demo, and you could nobody was even paying for that
0: game. Yeah, you could cheat your way to the full game.
1: But uh yeah, there there was um yeah, by, by cheat you mean like four keystrokes. It was amazing. It's, it's one of
0: those things that when it came out it seemed like so wonderfully transgressive and like there's nothing else like this and yes it's really, really bad, but it's it's also fun. And then like don't play this in twenty eighteen. <laughs> If if you're if you consider yourself in any way woke, it's like oh man, this is just going to depress you
2: anyway. But maybe play the DLC if you like dad jokes. Oh, come yeah. on, come on, the coal mine,
4: coal yeah, man. Plenty that's of those. pretty good. That's All pretty right. good. Number three, Barry, are you in hock to gangsters? No, Mike. I swear on your life. Yeah, well, that's what I'm worried about. You're a real moron. I should have left you managing that talking dog. What was his name? Puddles. Puddles.
0: You guys have any guesses as to who that oh, voice I know. is? I know
2: exactly who this is,
0: Chris?
1: Uh, well, it's not Wheatley because I can't remember his Stephen Merchant. It's not him. No, nope.
0: no, nope. that's a character, not, not playing himself. Mm. I think in Hawk to gangsters, uh, mm-hmm. very English accent. Mm-hmm. I can feel not it,
2: I... Bob Hoskins. I can feel it, Chris. You're getting close.
1: Ah! Oh! oh I, I got! I got it! I All got right, it! Who is it? Uh, no jacket
0: required. Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Close enough. That's who it Ding! Yeah, this is uh, Peter Gabriel's CD-ROM from the '90s. <laughs> uh, now, this is Phil Collins in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories, which was one of the more puzzling cameos. I remember when. Like they, they they teased it uh, before launch, and like it, like it's a big thing. Like, oh man, yeah, Phil Collins is in the game. Like, Phil Collins, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, they tease it he's because he's awesome.
2: Well, they used the song in the trailer, and I think so. They had to sort of tease it, mm-hmm. and there is a point in the game. It's it's more. This is might be cheating because this sort of goes slightly beyond cameo, where he's playing himself. Yeah. But he's in like three missions, and then there's a thing where. If you if you succeed, you can buy a ticket and just go watch a concert yeah. where he plays in the air tonight. Yeah. Which the reason that the only reason they did that that song appeared in the Miami Vi- Miami Vice pilot. Yeah. And so and right, him right with, with, was, with Phil Collins in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And so this this was their callback to yeah you know Vice City is supposed to be a, a riff off of Miami Vice. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, but it was just messed up because it didn't happen in the proper Vice City that most people played.
0: Yeah, but this is the Vice City that had uh, my name on the back of the box when it came to PS2, or not my name, but Ooh. my quote. It was it was just attributed to GamesRadar. I know. See, you should have fought for it. Um. <laughs>
2: well, you couldn't afford him for the full consoles. You could only afford him for what PSP or whatever. Yeah, it was, this game. It was
0: PSP, and then it came to PS2 later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Vice City Stories was. I think one of the better uh, GTAs of its era, and it kind of got passed over in in large part because it was on PSP. So people are like, oh, this isn't a real GTA. It's like, no, it's a very real GTA, and you can fight zombies and uh, have a property management sim, so it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I didn't pass it over. It was a g- good chance to go back to Vice City, yeah. which was one of my favorite GTAs. And
0: there's a lot of interplay between uh, Phil and his manager, and I want to see if you guys can guess who's playing his manager, because it threw me for a loop when I found out.
4: Giorgio what's his money back.
0: What money, Barry? Who are these nutters?
4: Keep your pretty head down, Phil. Close to the boy, Vicky Floris. For crying out loud, Barry! What have you done this time? I swear on my mother's life, on my dead mother's grave. I don't know what he's on about.
0: My dead mother's grave. Uh, that is Timothy Spall. Who's Timothy Spall? Uh, Scabbers from Ooh, Harry Ooh, Potter. Peter Pettigrew. Uh, <laughs> Didn't he play Churchill yes. at some point? From nail and I? I forget. But yeah, you'd you know him if you see him. He's a famous British character actor. I think one of us did an impression of him in the last Oscars podcast. Um,
4: yeah. Boy, <laughs> cool, me Right it in for
0: Matt too. I've, got, I've got so many clips from this.
4: Hey, Phil, you ready for the concert? How's everything looking? Good, I think. Unless Barry's got some more surprises installed. No! hold on Mooker you are going to have to stop giving me an odd time no worries you stop having me killed and I'll stop complaining about it
0: yeah stop having him killed Uh, (laughs) that's the thing that Barry his manager has borrowed a rather large amount of money from local gangsters uh, and they are trying to kill Phil in retaliation so uh, at one point you actually do have to like I think go behind the scenes at his concert while he's playing in the air tonight and uh, just beat up a bunch of dudes who are trying to sabotage and kill him and and then yes if you succeed you can eventually see his uninterrupted concert but uh he does
2: the concert which which is this is my only chance to tell this the urban myth you know i'm everyone knows i'm a huge Mm -hmm. urban myth fan and so the urban myth tied to this song this is the song that many americans think is apparently about him seeing a drowning happen Mm -hmm. where there was someone standing close enough to save the person and Phil Collins was was too far away to save them and so he, he witnessed basically someone letting someone else die. And then the Urban Legend goes on to say that he went on to perform this song which was written about that incident and call out the person in the audience, like within like the front row or something, like, yeah, he was singing this directly to them mm-hmm. which is all complete bullshit. <laughs> I think he'd describe it as bollocks. Yes. Where he basically, he said this is Bullocks! one of the few songs he doesn't know what it's about. He just wrote it. He, yeah. he was in a really was, angry place. He was going
0: through a divorce yes, at the time.
2: Yes. And all, all, it, this song is just about like raw emotion and being pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one story about this song. So there used to be a sushi bar uh, down in Orange County that would play this song like once an hour. And before they did, they would pass out two wooden blocks to people. And do you know what those blocks were used for? Drumming? Yes. You know the middle part of the song when the drums suddenly kick in? At that moment, everyone in the bar had to take these two wooden blocks, which uh, if you've ever hit two blocks together, it is loud and it hurts your ear. So the entire restaurant just has this ear piercing. Yes, it's like, mm -hmm. (laughs) but like you go deaf from hearing that. And so that's once an hour. Oh my God. Imagine working there. (laughs) Yes. Not annoying at all.
0: Maybe they were purposely trying to drive themselves to deafness so that like they wouldn't have to put up with customers.
2: They wouldn't have to hear all the Orange yeah. County people talking. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God, like for
2: sure. Is this raw fish? I can't eat this. Ah, This fish does not conform with my latest fad diet <laughs> that I don't know the names of any of them, so I just have to
4: say this. Sorry.
0: Uh, I don't know dieting. I don't know. I've got one more clip.
4: Don't get all histrionic. Histrionic? I have spent the last few days being chased around the city by a maniac. I've been shot at and nearly blown up. See what I mean? Bloody celebrities! Hey, Vic. Have you ever thought about a career in management? Oh no, boy, I'm your management. Yeah, mismanagement. Or was that just Rennie's name for you? You should have got those false tits, mate, just like Rennie suggested. They'd look great alongside that real one you're using for your head. Oh, snap! Yeah, that that sounds
2: like a really bad British crime caper. <laughs> like, just the worst accents. Uh, yeah. This was, uh, you guys. If you go on IMDb, Phil Collins has like more credits than almost anyone. He might have more mm-hmm. credits than Robert De Niro because wow. you guys remember, like at one point, Phil Collins was like sort of trying to be an actor. He starred in Buster Kinda. in the eighties. Like oh, shit. he started his own really? rom com. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, he has 220 credits on his IMDb profile. As an actor? Uh, not all actor, oh, okay. but you know, a lot of it's just music. A lot of it's appearing as self, not in video games, but just things like musical shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he has a significant chunk of just acting credits. And so this was him kind of going back to his acting roots, I guess. I don't
0: know. All right. But yeah, he was definitely a, a very strange highlight of uh, Vice City stories. But he was not quite as unexpected. As this next one, number two, Keith, you know better. I'm telling you, you dumb
4: son of a bitch. I'm trying to save your life.
0: You couldn't even save your own. Oh, you guys know what this is. Hell yeah. I love that he calls him Keith. More Saints Uh, Row. Yes, it is. Yeah, but you know who that is.
1: That would be... Goddamn motherfucking Keith. Well, but Rowdy Roddy
2: Piper
4: fighting motherfucking Keith. Oh, God damn it! Hey, I'm Roddy. Roddy Piper. Hey. I'm the President of the United States. Sure. Why not?
2: <laughs> the clip I saw it was like Jason Statham voice being I'm the fucking President of the United States.
0: Oh, I might have that one. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm
4: Roddy. Roddy Piper. Hey. I'm president of the United States,
0: so fuck you. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> works a little better.
2: I came here to chew bubblegum and collect a paycheck, and I'm all <laughs> out of bubblegum. I here to chew bubblegum and record a dialogue. <laughs> No, but he appears as himself, and this is the best part. So he's he's calling the guy. He's recreating the the fight from They Live,
0: right? But with he calls Keith him David. with
2: Keith David, where he's just calling him Keith. It's but not <laughs> Keith, yeah, because he's Keith. And then he's in his WWF Rowdy Roddy Piper attire. He's mm-hmm. got he's got the kilt on and the hot rod shirt. Yep. he's just Roddy Piper. He's not the character from They Live, which the name escapes me now. What's his character's name in They Live?
0: I don't remember, but but yes, it, it is just he's he's playing himself. Keith David is playing himself uh, or their versions of themselves that are action heroes in a simulation of the world that has been completely destroyed by aliens. Yeah, they 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 do a great recreation of that and at this point in the story, mild spoilers, Keith David Motherfucking Keith David is under the control of Zignac, the game's main villain, who's, uh, who's promised him, I forget what, but he betrays you while being dressed as Lando Calrissian <laughs> at one point. And then he has a change of heart. And so Zignac throws him into this other simulation where he fights uh, Roddy Piper. And uh, so you get a bunch of cool quotes from Roddy, who follows you around and fights with you. You've got it all wrong, Keith. Zignac's in your head. He's
4: got you all confused. Keith, listen to me. This Zinyak guy is bad
0: fucking news. You, I told you to get away. Get the fuck away from me. You're not gonna kill me, motherfuckers. Shit. After him. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of swearing from. But by stories.
2: the way, at the panel at Pax, I every time we referred to Keith David in Mass Effect, I corrected everyone and said, "No, it's motherfucking Keith David." <laughs> like I made, made people say that. No, his uh. So Roddy Piper's character name in They Live. The reason I forgot it. It's Nada. His character's Nada? name is literally yeah, he nothing. No name. Ah. But in, in this cameo, they, they basically recreate the plot of they live or the ending where they go to a TV station to to blow it up, right? To... What is this place?
4: A television broadcasting tower. What the hell's he gonna do with the broadcast tower? He's a crazy man with a microphone. What do you think he's gonna do?
0: Hmm, he might talk to people. This is Titan Towers, home of Vincent K. McMahon. <laughs> Uh, but I, I I did love this, and even though uh, Keith David says this at the end, wish we could call Roddy for help. No one calls Roddy for help. He shows up where he's needed most. <laughs> <laughs> even even so, you can call on Roddy later as a like a summonable AI partner, and he'll have quips and like he'll interact with other characters that you can summon. So it's it's a really cool thing, like a tag team partner. Yeah, you yeah, you tag of, him in. Yeah.
2: And you can't tell from that, that VO, but um, Roddy Piper was actually in They Live. He was an okay actor. Like he's, yeah, There's he's certainly he's been worse WWE stars that uh-huh. are actors.
1: He's at, at worst a Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell stand-in. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Same, Same here. Sure. <laughs> Um. Anyway, let's move on to our... Number one. Which may actually be our most expansive... We need to save our galaxy, Yulala. Are you ready? All right, that's cheating a little bit because the game that that audio is from, he plays a much more substantial role than he does. That in was the sequel to the first one. Yes.
2: <laughs> Shaman! On. Shaman, Michael Jackson! Woo! <laughs> yeah,
0: His
1: Highness, the chemically castrated Michael Jackson. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think he was ever introduced that way. Oh, my bad. Well, not officially. That's a new revelation. Yeah. <laughs> That that explains
1: everything. <laughs> yes. yes,
0: but uh, yeah, in his his very first appearance. So this is Space Channel Five, mm-hmm. one and two, as well as another game that we'll we'll talk about shortly. Mm-hmm. But not Moonwalker because again, he had a starring role in that. But his his role in right. the original Space Channel Five as a character who was not necessarily named Michael Jackson was rather small. Look,
4: they've got Space Michael.
0: The sort of spinning around in place, dazed and hypnotized and going, woo after every set of instructions. Um, but then you rescue him. Woo!
4: I did it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like, thank you. Oola. It's kind of hard to hear there. And then in the sequel, when you save him, he's like, thank you. Thank you so much. You're like, <laughs> laying it on a little thick, Michael. Sorry, Space yeah, yeah. Michael. Right, um, right.
1: We really we really danced for a whole two minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we should we should tell you. Space Channel Five was basically a rhythm game. Yeah. I think it was limited to well, I played it on Dreamcast.
0: It was on Dreamcast and PS two, and yeah. I think it might have gotten a re release recently. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's on Steam also. It's like got this bizarre aesthetic as it's a Tetsuya Mizuguchi game who went on to do Luminous hmm. and uh, I think he was involved with Rez as well. Um, yeah, and I think
2: he's involved with that upcoming Tetris game. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, VR Tetris.
0: hmm Space Channel 5, if you haven't played it, is like, it's such a unique game. It's like this weird, like, retro early 60s vision of uh, the far future where... Like yeah, you have this, this space reporter named Ulala who has like pink pigtails and the voice yeah. of Apollo Smile. Which bonus points if you even remember who that is. She looks like Judy Jetson, basically. Yeah, too. So yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, totally
2: yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that whole game has very much like a Jetson space vibe. That's
0: a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, his his appearance is as just like a he's wearing like a silver LeMay jumpsuit. And straight out of Captain EO, like it, yeah. it could have easily yeah, yeah, been yeah. the Captain EO jumpsuit. I mean, it's,
1: it, it's actually straight, straight out of the Scream music video. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's a good
0: way to put it. Again, he has an expanded role in the second game, where I think he becomes like the station manager for Space Channel Five.
2: Yeah, like the, I think you in the first game, isn't that the final boss? Maybe uh, you have to defeat the the Space Channel Manager, or something happens where yeah, they they need a new Space Channel Manager, and Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. So, or Space Michael, if you will. Not yeah. to be confused with Space Jams, Michael Jordan. No. no,
0: never.
1: Space Michael!
0: Get out of here, Yulala. This is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know why he insists on saying Yulala. Like, he's the only one. Everyone else says Ulla. And you, you know, you know he suggested that
1: name because
2: it's his password. <laughs> Yulala? Space
1: my oh. Mark-
2: <laughs> <Space> Mark- <laughs> <laughs> I will say that's like the manliest Michael Jackson has ever sounded. He uh, well, said it like an-
0: I will say it isn't because uh, okay. we have we have a addendum to this coming up, okay, but Let's uh you do like space Channel Five part two introduced some things like uh you would have special characters along who would help you out during boss battles with special actions in Michael's case. Uh, he would sing to counter the bosses singing, and I promise you what they're saying here is dance over and over again, not what you're about to think it is.
4: It's gonna sing now! Show him your range! Tap the under-direction cue. Now let's shout! Let's Dance! 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 Dance!
0: But yeah... I heard a DJ Assault song. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Ass, ass, oh, ass, okay. ass. Uh, but yeah, he, he actually like has that tutorial message. It's like, press the under key. It's like, that's the only time I've ever heard anyone refer to down as the under key. The yeah, under key? What? <laughs> I'm only going to say this once. <laughs>
2: No, I mean the the backstory, and I think it's pretty similar to uh, the addendum. If I if I'm correct, of what that mm-hmm. addendum will be, is he he got pre- involved pretty late in the development cycle for Space Channel 5. And and so that's why his character there is pretty much only a very short, small cameo. And it's mostly mm-hmm. just likeness. Um, and then, you know, it, Michael Jackson for a while there just, he had a thing with Sega, right? He had Moonwalker. Yeah, uh, well, he
0: uh, secretly did the, the soundtrack for Sonic 3. Allegedly. Allegedly.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, and so it, then he was heavily involved in the sequel. And that's why he has much more of a prominent role in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, like, a lot of the music is like, oh, this, this is very clearly... Uh, Michael Jackson music. Yeah.
2: And if they ever want to do a sequel, I mean, Corey Feldman's available. Hmm. He can do his best Michael Jackson.
0: That's true. but uh,
2: <laughs> No, fuck
1: it. Kip Lennon, baby. Kip Lennon. But
0: yeah, the, the addendum is that I went for years thinking that this was a sound-alike parody appearance, and it is not.
4: From Gary, Indiana, wearing the black and white gear with the black fedora, the king of pop Michael Jackson You can't win The title's mine Don't you know who you're messing with
0: Like That is his voice I'm telling you in video games he has like a way deeper voice Than he ever did And I don't know if it's just that they, they lowered it To kind of disguise the fact that it's really him but that Man, that is they exported that shit right. Apparently it's been like widely confirmed like no, yes, he actually that is his voice. Those are his motion captured moves. In the but this is the sequel, right? In in is Round ready 2. Ready to Rumble Round 2. Yeah, cuz yeah. in the original it's like just again,
2: similar to Space Channel 5, it's like just his likeness. Mm-hmm. And I, apparently he was so unhappy with how he looked in that version of the game. He wanted to get more involved with the sequel and so uh yeah, that's why he he to full on had the voice, although that distilled that sounds more like Chris Tucker doing his Michael Jackson than Michael Jackson.
4: I'm gonna dance all over you.
2: Oh man, Shamali, no. Shamali,
4: come
2: on, tell me, <laughs> tell me you remember the down scene. Like a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: uh, woo, he, he. But yeah, he he was a secret character for round two. You had to beat arcade mode twice. Although, uh, as an aside, uh, ready to rumble round two had an even more secret celebrity hiding in the wings for when you beat Arcade Mode five times. Do you guys know who that is? I'll I'll play some sound clips. Donkey Kong.
4: Get my shoes. Get ready for some serious butt broken.
0: The shack is back. The shack is back. Oh, God, that, that doesn't sound Shaq- at all. Like- it sounded
2: like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think I they like, say lowered
0: Michael Jackson an octave, and they raised Shaq an octave. Right. Like, what? This doesn't sound like him at all.
4: D- this is Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. This is me appearing of a game. <laughs> he has
0: a very deep voice. Shaquille <laughs> uh, O'Neal. Uh,
4: please
2: play my game Shaq Fu. Mm-hmm. The legend continues. Whatever that second game was called. I don't so remember. Is that any
0: good? I haven't played it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As if I'm the only one who's played that. No. Uh. Um that's okay so i mean we should probably stop talking about ready to rumble before michael buffer sues us for mm. <laughs> he's super protective i'm i'm just glad we haven't played the actual let's get ready Nope, i won't no, do it i won't do it you can't do it trademark phrase you can't
0: do this thing anyone can do <laughs> um yeah so that's our top 5 michael jackson fucking killed it i i love that michael jackson had this
2: Side of him where he just wanted to be involved in video games. Because this is not a time when it was like, it was still pretty nerdy to be involved in games. Oh, extremely. I remember like the game I wanted that Christmas that Moonwalker came out was Moonwalker. Like could not, because the arcade version was really different than the Genesis version.
0: Yeah. They had the arcade version at the 7-Eleven where I grew up uh, or near my house. And I fucking played the shit out of that, and the main reason I had no interest in the Genesis version was because, like, this is nothing like the arcade version. The arcade version is awesome. But, hey, it still had the music, and that that was the only time... You can touch (laughs) bubbles and turn into a robot. It's the best
2: game ever. That was the only time I've ever spoiled a Christmas gift I got. It was... I, I went out to my mom's car to, like, help get groceries out or something, and I saw the disc lying there in the trunk and i knew what i was getting for christmas that year and i was so sad because i'd never done that i was like never a kid to like peek and and figure out what i was going to get but um, i was still super stoked when i got the game and uh, so wait the disc
0: you had a sega cd
2: oh no whatever yes you're right it was a bastard it was a cartridge no you're right (laughs) That would have just i get whatever the case those used to come in they look like dvd cases or something got it But yeah, Michael Jackson had this like. Little, I mean, we all know he he thought of himself. He was very childlike in some respects, right? The dude had mm-hmm. an amusement park on his fucking yes, property he did. that I said on a show the other day. Those rides are now light; they're rented out to local fairs. At the local county, county fair I went to this summer, the rides were the Neverland Ranch rides.
0: Oh man, yeah, that's weird.
2: But no, so he. But he had things like this where he would just like appear in video games, or he's like, "I love Disneyland. I always want to go to Disneyland." I'm going to be in Disneyland ride. And he was in, he had his own ride at Disneyland, like Mm -hmm. a ride movie, whatever you want to call it. Like it was, it was cool at the time. Uh, The most expensive movie ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Minute by minute because it was what? Directed by Francis Ford Coppola, produced by George Lucas. Wow. Starring Michael Jackson. Starring
0: Angelica Houston. Yes.
2: Angelica Houston, a young Angelica Houston. This was, I mean, I really only knew her when she was in Adam's family, to be mm. honest.
0: Yeah, same. But that's thats our top five. What, three out of five of those celebrities are dead? Oh, that's not depressing at all. No, not at all. Uh, four out of five if you count Burt Reynolds. But we'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully hit a more uplifting note in our second segment, and then we'll talk about some Shadow of the Tomb Raider and some other stuff that happened recently. So stay tuned.
1: Get Is the world
6: of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more—30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week—with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> the, next
1: movie, the next movie I think is even worse
5: oh my god like, it's yes! so bad
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for, for almost
5: a, fun bad almost for a
1: little boy Chris who like first started to like movies and like the manly old movies of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro it's surprising they don't do more movies together they should be at this point, they should be Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Right. No one's going to finance well, a movie unless you're both in it.
5: <laughs> maybe, but I mean, when they finally are together in heat, it's like such a great scene and it's such a big deal. And then they come together for this piece yeah. of crap. Oh, it's a real piece of garbage. Well,
1: De Niro and Pacino, of course, with Curtis Jackson, Donnie Wahlberg, and Carla Gugino.
5: Curtis well, Jackson.
1: is Better Fitty, known
5: as Fitty. Fitty
1: in Righteous Kill.
5: I feel like you don't really see that often when two cops are the same age and they're partners. Yeah. Like it's they're like both, a young yeah. guy. They're both oh in their god.
1: late seventies right. and like definitely should have retired. Oh my god, you
5: should see them running. That- it is hilarious. <laughs> oh god. Robert De Niro is also fucking Carla Gugino mm-hmm. during during this. Jesus. And there oh. is a scene. There
1: are multiple generations between them. Yeah.
5: There is a scene of her of him having sex with her. No! And he, he's making the Al Pacino face that's like ah! <laughs> No, I'm sorry, not Al Pacino, Robert De Niro.
1: Oh, like he's, the like the, the, the puppet frown.
5: The the <laughs> yes, yes. I the, know exactly what you mean, Richina. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the it does.
1: When Kermit the Frog is yes. confused. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs>
5: he's making that face. It is terrible. But Robert De Niro said about Carla Gugino that she has sex with him so often. He's had to start peeing sitting down.
1: He's the owner of a dick. I don't understand that.
5: I, I had to be um, like, babe, is he saying that his sperm is so depleted she turned him into a woman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> broke
1: your dick, Bob. Yeah.
5: <laughs> like, broke it in half. Your yeah. Pacino and your Fred <laughs> thing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify,
0: Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Five, four, three.
0: And we're back and we're down a couple people. Uh, I, I should say I didn't mention in the first segment that we had a guest lined up for this week. Uh, we've lost them at the last minute because of some technical issues. They would borrowed a mic that wasn't working. And then Chris is not feeling well again. It's it's quite late in Florida, so uh, so we're just gonna soldier on, just Matt and me. So if that's not good enough for you, then I don't know what to tell you, because we're gonna jump right in with that segment that is popularly known as me stalling for time while I look for my soundboard and play this sound. So, actually, quite a few interesting things. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is probably the biggest one. It came out at the end of last week, after yeah. we recorded our show. Uh, we've both spent some time with it, but I'm wondering, you're much further than me. What's what's your impression of it so far?
2: Um, yeah, so, uh, we did get a code from our friends at Square, so thank you for that. And we've been, we, we teased it on last week's show that we just hadn't spent enough time last week, and so I did get several hours with the game, and... Um, I love the previous two Tomb Raiders. I love the the reboot, and I love what hmm. they've done with the franchise. And I love how it borrowed a lot of things from Uncharted, which was really borrowing things from Tomb Raider, and then it introduced new things that eventually Uncharted rolled back into itself. Yeah. And um, so, if you like those two games, I can I can tell you, just stop listening. It's, it's fine. Go go get it. You'll like this one. But now, if you want more details, so I will say. This latest game, it takes a little while to get into, and I realize I said the exact same thing about Dragon Quest XI. Um, mm-hmm. But but the, the same feedback applies. Like it's one of those games that it's going to start off with cinematics, then it does that thing where technically you have agency, you can walk around, but you can't run at full speed. Where it's just it's basically asking you to walk through
0: cutscenes. Uh, and yeah. that's
2: like the first
0: 40 minutes it's, of the game. It, you know? I remember the first question I asked you is like, well, does she at least hold up her fingers to her ear like Batman does right. when he does that? And <laughs> right. there, I think there are a couple of points when she does, when like she's in radio contact with somebody. But <laughs> right. like, the, yeah, the, the very first part of the game is like you're in a... Dia de los Muertos celebration in, like, Cozumel, Mexico, and, uh, Mexico. Lara's walking around in disguise and, like, slowly trailing these guys from this back alley, so you're just walking and not running, and...
2: Yeah, and, and, and it, takes a while, then then after that it's like straight on cinematic, and so it's one of those games that it plays you for the first mm. hour or whatever forty minutes to an hour, and then and then it finally does dump you out into the world of the new Tomb Raider we're familiar with, where it's like you get your bow, and you get you know eventually you collect your well the first thing you have to figure out is how to get your gear, um, mm-hmm. and and once it gets moving, it's fine. It's just like okay cool this is this again. Um, but it does take a little while, even to get to the new stuff. And so the new stuff this game really introduces is, it's like Predator, where you can like rub mud all over yourself and hide against muddy walls. And so there's a little bit more, you're like stalking uh, yeah. these enemies, and like and, that
0: whole thing with like hide in the the vegetation on this wall. Like I think that's new. That's new. That that's, it, that's it introduces new part, you to that. Where you have quickly. to rub
2: you yeah. have to rub the mud on yourself to do that. Um, Ah. and, and yeah, it's not just, it's not just vegetation. It's actually like a muddy wall. And so that part, it does take them a while to introduce that. And that, that's what's new in the game this time around. And I, I don't even know, like I'm probably 10 hours in, eh, maybe a little less than 10. And I thought there'd be more of that stuff. I thought, I thought they were just kind of introducing it to me slowly where I've gotten to the point. Are you, are you at the first kind of village where
0: I'm I'm just about to to reach that point like okay. where I've met up with Jonah and right. uh, they're like sidling around this cliff and then discover this ruin and I'm I'm gonna say like this is the third game has been more immediately captivating to me than really? Rise was yeah so I loved the first game yes uh, Rise I I've tried several times to play it and I think it's just the environment that like Soviet base that in you know that's been abandoned in the middle of Siberia like that's not as interesting to me as like exploring ruins or mm. jungle like so I think the the shift to a more colorful tropical environment is is a lot more interesting to me that you're like in this jungle in Peru Rather than like hey, everything's white and I'm cold and miserable and wolves are after me.
2: So rise does eventually open up. So um, whether you're you're in forest and thing like that. So so keep at that one. Okay. Um, but this one, yeah. If anything, that's a little disappointing. Is you are in these jungle environments, but it's not necessarily introducing many new gameplay mechanics tied to that, other than the mud predator type system. Which again, I've only I. I feel like by now they should have shown me all of the new stuff. If I'm about ten hours into a game and they really haven't, because I've I've done a lot of side missions in that town area, I am. Um, so I, I really do like these games, and so I'm collecting like everything. I'm I'm constantly. It's actually sort of an annoyance. Um, it has that thing where you right click on the. Uh, um, so you click in on R three on mm-hmm. the on the right right yeah. stick and that gives you kind of this special detection vision where until you can until you move yeah until you move and actually that that's on the skill tree they have yeah. a thing where you can see longer while moving and it's just like god damn it just do what Batman did and lock it in and let me walk around in that vision if I want to because mm-hmm. it's so fucking annoying. I'm like getting carpal tunnel just pushing with my thumb
0: to do this. Well, like early on, one of the first things you can unlock is like see the hearts of animals and it's like, well, yeah, but that goes away the second I start to aim. So what's the yeah. point?
2: Yeah, and, and and there's a lot of upgrades tied to that vision system. So I'm constantly using that because I do want to, I, I try to collect all the stuff so I can upgrade my weapons later and it's paying off because like as soon as they... And again, this is an annoyance. Like, it takes a few hours before they unlock the weapon crafting and weapon upgrade system, which. I've played the previous two games. That should all just be there for me at this point. Like, I get hmm. it. Like, you don't well, need to... that
0: is one thing. that They give you the rope arrows straight off, and, like, those are that's one of true. the most useful things in, like, the first game. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm glad I have this. I did. I don't think you had it at the beginning of Rise. No, that's an upgrade you. I think yeah. you do have to eventually get. But yeah, this one,
2: it, you're right. It starts off with a few things. But then, they're, you know, I'm talking about things like, okay, I'm, I'm upgrading my guns so they have a, you know, they have a silencer or, or they're more accurate and all of this, mm-hmm. where that's it just takes several hours for them to unlock your ability to do that which by the third game in a franchise I really would hope that that stuff would just be okay you know what you're doing by now like it's not like they need to reorient like new players or anything to the franchise the mm-hmm. assumption is you've, you've gone through this but I will say so once you do finally get through all the kind of the pre and it opens itself up um, it's just as fun as the previous two and I really like it I, I like this game series Um you know, I haven't played all the way through, so I don't know where the story's going. I do see, you know, there were a lot of complaints by folks about, you know, Lara. they don't know if there's necessarily been a lot of character progression in, in what her character arc Like, has she actually learned anything along this way? Um, and so I, I I haven't gotten to the end of the game to see all that, but in the early game, at least, like, it's like, yeah, she's sort of just like a dick. Like, she's super focused and driven at the expense of everything and everyone around her. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, this is a good setup for a character arc. Like, she's going to learn and redeem herself, hopefully, by the end of this game. We'll see if that actually happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it once it does open up. It does take a few hours, so be patient. Give it some time. Um, but once you do, you will be rewarded. This is a very good one of those.
0: Yes. Um, another cool addition that came out this week: um, Nintendo launched its online service, and part of that online service is access to a library of about 20 NES games. And it is kind of cool that, like this this app that you download, does not take very long. And then once you open it, you get like this this menu of all these uh, box art pieces, and you just pick one, and it jumps, it loads to title screen immediately. Like there's no real loading time and how sad is it that I've I've we've we've come full circle to the point like remember when you'd pop in an NES cartridge and the second you hit the power button it's the title screen it's sort of like that there's no loading
2: yeah that was that was one of the hallmarks of, of consoles is there is no loading like on piece there's no setup there's yeah. no loading and that was always a hallmark of PC gaming as well
0: yeah you want to fiddle yeah, with loading it. was that hallmark. yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and the, the ability to kind of fiddle with things and so it might take a little while to set mm-hmm. it up you know um, you remember the, having to figure out virtual memory in DOS? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I remember uh, messing around with um, the switches, like uh, what is it, the interrupt switches on oh, on God. drives, where it's like, oh, I need
0: to physically place a piece of plastic oh, over these God. pins. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm talking uh-huh, about. Like, oh no, I set this slave drive to the be the primary <laughs> yes, drive. Yes, yeah. I That's why my myself. computer's not booting up yeah. all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. Um, no, but it's. I mean, we were talking though. It shouldn't be that surprising that it only takes a little while to download because all of these da- games together they're only like a couple hundred kilobytes, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's yeah. like yeah, you know, there's not it's not doing much.
0: Um you could probably fit all of this on like a floppy disk with 1.4 megabyte storage.
2: So a lot of a lot of news came out about this service or people are are slowly like learning things as they go because Nintendo really wasn't revealing a ton. Like there was a lot of speculation about how the cloud saves work. Um, do you lose your cloud saves if you stop subscribing to the service? Mm. I think is I think that might be the case. Like, there's they're still, you know, people are trying to find all that stuff out. Do you lose access to the games? Do you need to be online all the time to play those NES games? Which, apparently, I read today, it's you just have to check in once a week. So, you can be offline in, like, airplane mode and, and play for up to seven days, something like that. So, uh, I think we both agreed, though... It seems priced about right like it seems like an okay value at twenty dollars annually or three bucks a month mm-hmm. to give you the ability to play online I think I think it's a tough sell for a guy like me who's been playing Splatoon 2 for free online now asking me well to keep playing this thing you're already playing and you already spent60 dollars on the game now you need to give us money like that's that's tough like they, they probably really should have had this service up and running when they launched the console because it is sort of a bitter pill to swallow now so late into the console cycle
0: i guess but considering what i pay for ps plus and xbox live it's like yeah this is kind of a small expense next to that
2: oh yeah totally i i, yeah. do, I don't know you know a lot of nintendo's primary audience for for their consoles it's kids you know and so yeah. the, what will really decide this hey, is
0: kids the, you can spare three bucks a month right well that's the thing is yeah. i don't i don't know how many parents you're going to fork over money steal your parents credit card kids
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how i mean because the whole thing with nintendo is they kind of make it hard to play online and that's almost probably mm-hmm. intentional because it's like, no, you don't yeah. want kids just playing with anyone, you know? Right. So,
0: um,
2: yeah, I, th- I think, I think, what for... if someone
0: asks your son for dick pics <laughs> and he's only 27 years old,
2: <laughs> I think for guys our age though, like, yeah, this is a good
0: deal. And we, we will fork over that 20 bucks. And yeah, the, the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. Come on. Um, speaking of 20 bucks, speaking of 20 bucks, that Capcom beat em up bundle. <laughs> that was a good transition. <laughs> Completely unintentional. Yeah, and th- so that, well, I mean, that Calcom
2: bundle came- literally came out of nowhere. It was announced last week during Nintendo's Direct, which pretty much our entire news segment, spoiler alert, is dedicated to that Direct. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was one of the games announced, and this our, our buddy Brett, friend of the show, uh, is behind uh, this game. I don't know that he... He's the genius that thought it up or anything, but he's, he's at least, you know, uh, helping out with the game. Let's
0: give him credit. He just made it himself. That's right. Yeah, That's right.
2: I did see him post something uh, with, like, a trailer recently where he's like, I'm, like, on a live-action kit because he's using all these trailers with, like, old live-action VHS footage. Oh, nice, nice.
5: Um,
2: but this game, it's it's a collection of all of Capcom's – we were just talking about, like, beat-em-ups and, and, mm-hmm. and belt scrollers. So this game includes uh, Final Fight, Captain Commando, uh, The King of Dragons, Knights of the Round – warriors of fate uh which have all been released before and then so this has two games that have never been made their console debut uh before now it's armored armored warriors and battle circuit yeah it's a nice it's it's a nice snapshot of how that genre progressed mm -hmm. over over the decade or so that it was like really big
0: yeah yeah Um, absolutely And, and these are all amazing games uh if I'm, if I were to be nitpicky, I would say, well, why not Final Fight One? That was the best version of that because it had Street Fighter uh, Alpha Three Guy and Cody, and they were like, oh, what am I doing back here? This is weird.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's um, and a lot of people said, "Oh, it's missing things like there's a lot of licensed games they just couldn't put back out." I'm just happy that the this exists.
0: I'm I'm surprised yeah. it took this long to exist.
2: Well, what is this like this embarrassment of riches with belt scrollers, where we get this and the new uh, Streets of Rage announced mm. within like a month of each other? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's cool. I, I'd love to see a return of kind of genres like this. Um, uh, speaking of a return. Let's just skip ahead a little bit on my list. Let's talk about right. the Bard's Tale four.
0: Yeah, that that is one that I really want to play, and uh, I I may never have time to. Uh, but that that is is really cool that they're they're doing that. Apparently, it's all kickstarted. The sequel to Bard's Tale three, which was what like 1988, 89, somewhere in there. Like the 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 series like came and went in the eighties. It, it was like a, it was
2: a big eighties series. Yeah, and... it was like a
0: first person dungeon call that was a companion to like Ultima.
2: Yeah, and it was like an Interplay joint. Um mm-hmm. and so then back in '04 there was that Xbox reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh and that was uh in Exile Entertainment and, yeah. uh, who's uh run by the dude Brian Fargo who's from Interplay. And so he kind of it's one of those stories where like he kind of got the rights back to the series, mm-hmm. but that was like a one shot. It was one and done. It didn't revive the franchise successfully. Yeah. It was
0: also not really reflective of what the original games were and that I, th- I think it was an action RPG it where was. you could, like, make moral choices, and it was centered on this kind of, you know, flippant uh, bard character. Yes. Whereas uh, Bard's Tale, you are not actually playing a bard. You can, but not necessarily. It is a tale told by a bard. But uh, th- this one, it resembles a modern update of the, the old school design where, like, you everything's in first person. You're controlling a party of adventurers, and like during battle, you can kind of see over their backs, and you see like neatly lined up rows of enemies in front of you. Yeah, it's a
2: really win- it's it's a turn based um, RPG, which from a really unique perspective, it's like first person view, where like you mm-hmm. said, you're looking over the backs of your heroes instead of the tra- traditional like kind of side on view or overhead battlefield view. If it'd be more of a, from like yeah. a tactical RPG, um, but no, it's it's and then. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, the trailer I saw for this new one—they're like telling jokes, and it sort of has this like little light-hearted sense of humor. Was that something the series always had? I do, I do remember the 2004 game had some of that. Like you yeah. said, it was—it was told from a I mean, point of I view.
0: I don't remember it being overtly goofy, but you know, those games always have a little bit of a sense of humor too. Though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And. If you like Barts, boy, do we have something for
2: you if you just go to <laughs> Patreon.com slash time and support uh, our upcoming yes. D&D
0: show. Yeah, we, we recorded our first ever Dungeons & Dragons game, and this weekend I I get to jump in on it and try to edit down, you know, roughly four hours of gameplay into something that'll make a coherent first episode we're
2: gonna get like half hour yeah (laughs)
0: um so other real
2: quick other new releases i I, i'd be remiss if i didn't say if you haven't played undertale by now now's your chance because undertale switch came out this week um Mm -hmm. and then there is a new piece of dlc slash expansion pack to xenoblade chronicles 2 on the switch
0: so uh, go out and get that i looked at briefly at kotaku's rundown of it saying that uh it removes some of the things that Kotaku called inelegant about the the original Xenoblade Chronicles Two, but it's not. It's like it changes some things and streamlines the experience a bit more, but it is not like a huge change that if you didn't like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, you'll love this. So
2: as streamlined as a JRPG can be, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's it for the the big new releases.
0: Yeah, but let's move it right along to... News. All
2: right. What do we got? Nintendo Direct. Yeah. So, right after um, we recorded last week's show, Nintendo uh, had a Direct and completely, like, overturned a lot of what we said. Like, namely, mm-hmm. I think I was, like, surprised that there wasn't a Smash console bundle. And so that was one of the first things <laughs> <laughs> I think they There you knows. go. Um, so, yeah, there was a Nintendo Direct. Um, I'm going to go with. Um, probably one of the biggest news items. I don't want to bury the lead here. So Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming to Switch and coming in 2019. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Like I love the Luigi's Mansion series. I thought the first one was great on GameCube and that's um, the re-release is still coming to 3DS and that now has co-op. So that's kind of cool. Um, but then I the 3DS Luigi's Mansion 2 was great. Like that thing, it, it added a lot of kind of enhancements to the gameplay. Um, I think it refined a lot of things and it was just I was shocked that we got a sequel to Luigi's Mansion, yeah. and then the fact that now we're getting another one on Switch is cool. Uh, I love that series. I hope Nintendo does more stuff like this. It to me, it kind of falls in that Captain Toad, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker kind of category mm-hmm. where it's like smaller game off the off their main series line or something. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. Like I love the Luigi's Mansion game. So to to have a new one coming on Switch is great.
0: Yeah, that is pretty awesome.
2: Um. So Isabel. From Animal Man, Crossing. Everybody's
0: fucking going name shit about Isabel. She's gonna be in Smash. And don't you fucking dare
2: hit Isabel, motherfucker. If I found if I know any of you are beating on mm-hmm. Isabel, I'm coming to your house because I love
0: Isabel. She's adorable. How dare you hit that dog? <laughs> um, there have been so many Memes and and people saying like nobody heard Isabel. I'll Don't fucking you, kill you if you, you heard, Isabel. heard Isabel. And then I've also seen like I think somebody did like an illustration of like Isabel turns over a new leaf, and then like next panel is just like her being punched full force by Little Mac, and she's just like <laughs> draped over his glove and motion blurred. How dare you! Um, but the or Isabel.
2: I like the Isabel announcement because it was sort of a troll. It was a swerve where it then transitioned into Tom Nook sitting watching the trailer. And he announced there's a new Animal Crossing coming to Switch in 2019. Hey. So That's oh, yeah. always A new addiction. I love Animal Crossing. Um, and yeah, there's a new one coming. Like it's like not a surprise. Pretty soon you'll
0: be able to trade apples to llamas to pay off your house on
2: Switch! Oh, the one of the best things to come out of the announcement is I am always one of those guys that makes fun of Tom Nook. I I view him as like the ultimate video game villain.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. There was this contingent of people that were like, no, Tom Nook has been offering interest-free loans for
0: years. Well, really, Tom Nook is just there to give structure to an otherwise structureless game. It's something to work toward. Like, if you pay him off, and and maybe, maybe that's the mistake, like, he should say like oh if you pay me this much i'll put on an addition to your house but then there wouldn't be the same impetus like you pay him off and then he'll build onto your house and you'll owe him more money
2: yeah so yeah new animal crossing of course as is typical with with especially with animal crossing announcements they didn't announce anything about like what the game itself will be like what Mm -hmm. it will look like like it, it looked like the the footage they were showing um it was more cinematic in nature mm. like it's like I don't think that's actual game Well for- I'm gonna
0: make some predictions right now. okay <laughs> it's gonna be a three-dimensional world uh, on sort of like a rotating barrel uh, and maybe not. <laughs> I mean that wasn't always the case man sometimes it was
2: wasn't a flat it? map no oh, like shit, that, really? that was
0: an addition for later games where it like rotated around hmm. with you yeah all right uh, I'm gonna predict it's gonna be portable and it'll be on switch. Good prediction. I down, no, right, yeah.
2: Okay, fine. Time to go out on a limb. <laughs> Speaking of limb, I'm going to predict you can shake trees and money bags might fall out, or sometimes bees.
0: You sure you want to commit to that at I'm this point? I'm going
2: to predict you can grow fruit. <gasps> and fruit that's not from your hometown is going to be worth more money or bells. I'm going to com- I'm going to predict the money's going to be called bells.
0: <laughs> I know. looking wild. going going to take you somewhere else possibly in a bus or a boat. That's right. I'm going to predict there's a random seagull that will just appear once in a
2: while and mm-hmm. sell cool shit. Yep. His name's going to be Zur. I don't know why I'm making fun of this. I'm excited <laughs> about all of this regardless of what happens. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new Animal Crossing. Super exciting. Um, this is
0: just a bit. <laughs>
2: Uh, another kind of odd announcement, they uh, to tie to that online service, they announced these new classic NES controllers.
0: Yeah, so what's the deal with those?
2: So they're kind of cool that they are NES controllers, but then they do have the top buttons on top, like a Switch huh. controller. Mm-hmm. And they will attach to the side of your Switch to charge. And so it just looks like this that's random...
0: So, yeah, oh. I, I keep seeing illustrations of that. Oh, have
2: you like, seen the N64 spoofs of it? Yes. It looks like a bat left from from, <laughs> yeah. his, from Star Trek, if I'm saying that correctly, where it's like mm-hmm. these two spiky N64 controllers. But uh, the, the news came out then, you can only use those to play the classic NES games. And I don't know hmm. if that's just the NES games as part of the online service, or if that means any kind of classic, if, if Nintendo actually does like virtual console NES titles, if those will be playable with these or not. But hmm. they don't play regular games, which, I mean, kind of makes... They have two buttons. <laughs> you can't play all of okay. these games. Or yeah. Technically, it looks like they have the top button, so I guess they have four buttons, but still. Um, and that's just... Hey, it's another thing to charge you money for to, that sure. Nintendo fans will buy. Um, oh, uh, Game Freak. You, you know who Game Freak is? Of course. Game dev that works on Pokemon stuff. And the creator, creators of uh, Tembo the Badass Elephant. That's right. Well, yeah. they have a new game. Uh, it's a new RPG. It's just called Town. Town? It's a And the reason it's called that, it is a turn-based RPG that takes place entirely in one town. Hmm. Where you will, uh, apparently you can enlist the help of the townsfolk to help you fight monsters that are invading your town.
0: Interesting. That's all we know. It's hmm. an
2: anime RPG. If that floats your boat, great. <laughs> so, Game Freak,
0: cool. An Animerpiga.
2: Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, there was a whole bunch of ports and remasters news. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, there is... My, I like this one just because the name. It is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Mm-hmm. So they reference the, the Wii U, but calling it Deluxe. Like, yeah. why why do that? Because it's the
0: same <laughs> game. You don't want to create too much confusion. Uh, but there is... Contains uh. the Luigi DLC. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So and that's the and deluxe. also Peachette.
2: Ah oh, yes, the Peachette yeah. turns into Peachette. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which has all sorts of implications, mm-hmm. although not not nearly as bad as the um, original Super Mario Bros. instruction manual, which implicates that the souls of the entire Mushroom Kingdom townsfolk were trapped inside bricks mm-hmm. and flowers, and so basically Mario is destroying all of the citizens throughout, or he's the game.
0: freeing them by destroying their physical containers. Yeah, sure,
2: if you want a silver lining, that one. Sure. No, he's a monster. Sending them all to hell where they belong. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, here's one. Are you a Final Fantasy fan? Who isn't? <laughs> well, you'll be able to play Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, Ten uh, 2 HD Remix. Um, you might have noticed I did leave one title out. Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII.
0: How dare you, Nintendo and Square? And I've seen people speculating on why that might be. Some people are saying, like, it might be, like, a song licensing issue. Um, I, I, I think the
2: narrative that I buy into is just that Final Fantasy it gets, like, no love. Like, I do remember that. at the time, at the time it was well-reviewed, and people mm-hmm. liked it. And I love that game, so fuck off, don't yeah, at I, me. I
0: could never get into it, so I am going to at you. Fuck no, you.
2: No, I didn't. Uh, no, there were people, like, that are just like, yeah, fuck you, Final Fantasy it sucks, and it gets no love, but... Um, yeah, I have a theory. If you don't like Final Fantasy VIII, you are just not smart enough to understand the draw
0: system. And again, don't at me. Clearly, I'm not. <laughs> Something I thought was pretty notable in terms of Final Fantasy news was that Final Fantasy 15 is it Pocket?
2: Yeah, it's a Pocket
0: it, Edition. Yeah, it's coming to Switch. I'm like, okay, that's a really interesting. It, came, way to, it to, came to Switch,
2: or didn't it? Or no, it came to PS4. I'm last getting week? To that. Oh, okay, okay.
0: But yeah, that that. Uh, you know, it's coming to Switch. Like, oh, that's a cool way to play Final Fantasy 15 on Switch. Sure, and then I realize it's it also came to PS4. Like, why? But <laughs> why would I want both versions on the same platform? That just strikes me as odd. I mean, I know they're somewhat different experiences, but like the whole draw of Final Fantasy 15 pocket the mobile version was it's like it's the same experience we just kind of simplify the graphics to fit fit it on a phone
2: isn't it free to play though
0: it is on phones the first episode is free to play and i think you you pay full price uh, it's like 30 bucks for the ps4 version but again, it it just strikes me as odd. It's like oh, I'm going to own the SD version of the game that's also available on the same platform. That's a little weird. Just do this: buy the PC version and turn your
2: graphics settings all the way down.
0: No, that's that's terrifying. Edition. <laughs> yeah, that's treat, not Pocket
2: Edition. those monster <laughs> characters. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, do a search for that, and you yeah. will, uh,
0: you'll you'll think me later. Low settings, Final um, Fantasy XV. I'm
2: excited about this one. It's been a while since we got one of these. All right, and so this announcement just rolled on into town with Katamari Damasi rerolls.
0: Na 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 na
2: na na na. Katamari na 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 na
0: na. everyone loves Katamari na and if you don't, you're you're weird. Yeah, yeah, you're a weird. That's what I said. Sticking to it,
2: and go play Donut County to tide you over until this. Yes, game,
0: um, yeah. So Donut yeah. County. Uh, by the way, yeah, I played the iOS version finally, it's and it's great. it is, great. It is identical the to the game, PS4 right? one. Yeah, for less, a lot less money, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still um, great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that one uh, is an HD remaster of Katamari, uh, yeah. and so if you've never played that game, yep. this is your chance. Don't miss it. A um, couple other things. So there's uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn is is coming to 3DS as Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Wah, wah. Um, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey mm. uh, is coming to 3DS, and so we're you know gradually all the Mario and Luigi games are coming to 3DS in some remastered form. City um, Skylines, a really good, the better, really? Sim, the Betty, the better SimCity game, mm-hmm. is now on Switch. Like that was the announcement; is it, it, it's out as of last week? Huh? You can now get that. Interesting. Um, which that came out around the same time as that new SimCity that. Had a lot of, like, you know, I think monetization things. Or it had, like, a lot of online uh, stuff that people yeah, didn't it was, like. It was
0: SimCity, the um, the one that was just branded SimCity, like, yeah, it had a very heavy online component where, like, you had like a smaller area that could you could develop as a city and the idea was that like well other players will develop their cities adjacent to your small area and then you can join them and create one big city that you're managing yeah. in tandem and like eh, that's what well, not really what some city players want. It was meant to be you specialized your
2: economy mm-hmm. of like, oh we're the oil city and then uh, yeah you had to join up with some guy who specialized in something else and then you would trade and all this and what people really wanted was to build their own city. It yeah. did
3: everything.
0: I Meanwhile, well, Cities Skylines, like, yes, I can build a giant mountain and uh, like that's it, hollow in the middle and fill that middle with sewage and then wait till it fills up and then destroy the mountain so that it floods the town. <laughs> that's
2: the thing you can do. <laughs>
0: Why do I get the impression you have done that? Uh, I saw someone do it on YouTube, and it stuck with me.
2: Uh, I bet it did. Um, That Yoshi game uh, got a name, so now it's called Yoshi's Crafted World. It's Hmm. coming to Switch. Um, And then uh, I like this one because I like tabletop games. So Asmodee, uh, makers of games like Catan, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a series of tabletop games that will be coming to Switch. And so, yeah, Yeah. get your Catan fix
0: if you haven't played that. Get your Catan on. Chris Catan. Oh, God. If only Chris was here so we could make a joke
2: about that. That's right. Yeah.
0: You can't have the mango. Hmm. Best thing about Chris Kattan is when he got eaten by a shark at the end of Undercover Brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it for the Nintendo Direct News. So lots of news uh, dropped last week. Uh, a couple other little tidbits here. Um, there is further speculation on the mm. setting of Elder Scrolls VI. So... This is a game we're speculating on. That game's not coming out for, like, another six or seven
0: years, (laughs) probably. I think it's probably closer than that.
2: Uh, I'm thinking it's next generation, for sure. So, probably, Mm, let's say say four. Let's say four years. Mm. Um, So, uh, Bethesda registered a trademark for something called Redfall. And so, uh, a lot of speculation is that this is referring to uh, an area that's in kind of the northwest of Elder Scrolls, which, um, it's around the cities of, like, Daggerfall... In uh, Hammerfell, and it is the home of the Red Guard. So you can imagine oh, yes. kind of you're combining Red Guard with mm-hmm. Hammerfell. Redfall. Uh, and so that's the speculation, is it's going to be kind of... Because that is one place they haven't given its own game or really explored yeah. in yeah. detail.
0: Redguard, the, the black folks of uh, Elder Scrolls. So yeah, that, again, super speculation,
2: super early, but it, you know, it is it has happened before where these, the trademarks, and companies trademark stuff like all the time, but uh, I think in a, a recent Bethesda trademark thing uh, ended up kind of being like, okay, this is actually what the game was about. So it could happen. Um, another Bethesda news: uh, Wolfenstein Three is going to be a thing. So um, a lot of people were wondering after this E3's announcement, which is that Wolf- Wolfenstein game that's just focused on on BJ's kids.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, if his this twin is, daughters. That's right, the young blood. Um, if that's going to be it, and uh, Bethesda just confirmed, like, no, no, there will be a Wolfenstein Three coming in this series. Wasn't well, so that
0: Wolfenstein Three? No, the, the,
2: well, they're saying. This article is saying Wolfenstein Three is its own thing. So Youngblood is just I don't. Oh, know the so they're name. saying
0: that's a spin-off. Wolfenstein Three will be another game. It will be an feature- all new game. Oh, yes, there will I be see, a, a game featuring VJ. So the Youngblood is like the Oldblood, and then it's like it's a, it's a companion game. It's not it's not a mainline game.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they named it that way intentionally mm-hmm, to be like mm-hmm, Oldblood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, for the folks of you out there that care about this. Good for you, but Kingdom Hearts three uh, unveiled the new San Francisco area, oh, uh, yes. inspired by Big Hero six. Uh, that um, they unveiled that ahead of, of course, the Tokyo game show. So uh, the San Francisco area,
0: the San Francisco game show.
2: That's that's right. <laughs> uh, so Big Hero six confirmed to be part of Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, they had a trailer that also included a lot of other stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, more content with the ship combat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Kingdom Hearts fans, eat your heart out. Uh, Big Hero
0: 6 is great. The new cartoon series, Big Hero 6, is, is I, I didn't great. know that was a series. I was wondering, like, why do I keep seeing toys for this? It's um, an animated yeah. series. Yeah, it's not even like CG. It's just like huh. a hand-drawn series.
2: Huh. It's good. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then in today's lewd news, uh, we we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show. Yep. President's dick looks like Toad. <laughs> Stormy Daniels uh, says, I think in her new book, uh, a certain president's Ooh. member looks like a Nintendo character from Mario Kart. And she doesn't name... Thank God she didn't invoke his actual name, because
0: poor mm-hmm. Toad does not deserve The this. mushroom character from Mario That's Kart, right. He so looks like say. the mushroom character yeah. from Mario Kart. And it's just like talking about yeti pubes and a huge mushroom head. and like, oh, God. It, just the, the mental image that huge mushroom head has created in me. Like, I just... I'm just sort of imagining, like, a hand grenade made out of flesh... With like just sort of dangling from a thin wispy stalk. What is
2: what are Yeti poop? I don't, Do I want to know what Yeti pubes I'm are? I'm guessing
0: they're just white.
2: They're yeah, just white.
4: Yeah. Hey because maybe... I'm sure there's good people on both sides.
0: Oh, God, Jesus, that
4: was the worst toad ever. <laughs> it's my like this.
0: I don't know. I can't do it. Toad. I'm bad at <laughs> impressions. Maybe maybe the Yeti pubes are just like hanging down like tinsel. I don't know.
2: Oh God. <laughs> All I can think of is the um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> where it has uh, Cornelius, Yukon yeah, yeah, Cornelius. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Yukon Cornelius <laughs> Um So yeah, that's that's today's uh, lewd news uh-huh. segment. Um, that's all I got, man. <laughs> oh man, that's quite a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a lot to handle.
0: It's yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We should probably move on to our community segment, which, as always, is what segmenting our community and beyond. Um, yes, thank you. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was: "What's your favorite real-world location from games?" And uh, since both of us were here last week, we can just jump straight in with the answers. Beginning with, uh, Apocalypse dot com first responder was Friend of DeSoto in the comments, who says, I've long since forgotten what it's like to be in Hong Kong, and I've never been to Seattle or L.A., so I have to admit it's New York City as portrayed in Grand Theft Auto 4. I'm a sucker for TV shows filmed in the city, and like what CBS location scouts do, compared to, say, what I see on NBC or USA Network, and I love The French Connection, filmed right under my usual train line. Yeah, the game conflates all of South Brooklyn into one neighborhood, and you can drive directly to Park Slope Brooklyn Heights in one fell swoop, but it manages to capture what it's like going between boroughs and the huge sprawl of Manhattan all on the now troubling PS3. I can't think of many other western games that recreate cities on this scale, especially with the same detail as the Yakuza series does, so that's my pick.
2: What's troubling about the PS3 is wait, is PS3 problematic now? <laughs> Maybe the
0: PS3 is ha- has trouble with it. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it always sounded like an airplane taking off. <laughs> Mine stopped working finally, and I'm Uh-oh. I'm I'm wondering like it's it's a fat PS3, so it's like it's still backward compatible. Yeah. Like, should I just? Is it worth paying the money to send it to Sony and get it repaired, or should I just throw it away and get a get a slim one?
2: I sold my fat PS3, and hmm. those are still worth pretty good money. Yeah, uh, that's true. Resell market. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I'd, of
0: that backwards compatibility. Yeah, I it. took it apart and cleaned it, but uh, oh, apparently that wasn't enough. Oh,
2: that's well, that cell processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laser Time Rules says uh, my favorite, and in my opinion, highly underrated series is the recreation of London for the getaway. This was your answer, yeah. Michael. Uh, Sony did an absolutely amazing job recreating the cityscape. If I remember correctly, they recreated about 40 to 60% of the city for the game, from shops to streets. I would just fuck around endlessly in the free-roam uh, road exploring London.
0: Yeah, I think free-roam mode, but yes. Because yes. uh, that, that was separate. Like that, that really annoyed me the first time I played the getaway. It's like, I can't just wander around. I'm, I'm locked into like, oh, you gotta get to this next mission in time, there's a timer, and uh, yeah, but I think it, it was Central London that they recreated for the getaway. And then yeah, the getaway Black Monday came along, and the thing I remember best about that was the uh, kind of ugly police cars that they have in London, and the fact that the main character kept calling Eastern European gangsters slobadan. Oh god. <laughs> I like those police cars,
2: mm. they're kind of cute. Yeah. Got the bobbies. Hello. G'day,
0: mm-hmm. uh, they They're like so much orange and yellow. Like, ugh, that's not what police cars should look like. They should be black and intimidating. <laughs> Lambert is dead, says Shibuya in the world ends with you. Stylized and exaggerated, but you can still make out the real-world analogs, including the massive crosswalk seen in many a movie and the Hachiko statue. It's an amazing game that managed to capture the energy of a ridiculously opulent but vibrant part of Tokyo. Much looking forward to the Switch re-release. Me too, because, like, uh, you know, everyone seems to love that game. I could never really get into it on DS, but I'm I'm looking forward to giving it another chance. Uh, he then has a little tidbit about Gotham, if you want oh, to Oh, yeah. On the topic of Gotham and its origin, I can't remember where I was reading this, but there's an actual village called Gotham near Nottingham in the UK, made famous for a short story, The Wise Men of Gotham, about the village being inhabited entirely by lunatics. So the reference for New York was likely...
2: Uh, The Full Amish says, I'd have to say Toronto from the Scott Pilgrim game based solely on the fact that there's a criminal lack of games taking place in Canada during the winter. But that is very specific. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I guess there's a lot of But uh, another winter is
0: such a great tune.
2: Uh, But it's like ESPN extreme sports titles. (laughs) Uh, All I can really think of is this and maybe some other Tony Hawk games. Also want to give an honorable mention to Sleeping Dogs Hong Kong. I'm not a fan of big cities, but oddly enough, I love it when games use Hong Kong as a locale. Yeah, Hong Kong, which is like the most
0: claustrophobic of cities. Hmm. Hey, buddy, you got to slow down your car and let me in, says Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Only because I'm from Toronto, so it was cool to see a game that takes place in this city for once. The TTC, the buses, were a nice touch.
2: Had to get that in there, even though it's the same as the last, just because I love that username and I love reading it on the show. Uh, From the official Lasertime Facebook community... Uh, Rocky Toloza Jr. says, Yakuza 0 encapsulates 80s Japan so well, but Shenmue was the start of it all, so that's my default. Daily life in a place you called home with forklift
0: driving. Yeah, I mean, what could be better in a video game? Mm. And Leonardo Chavez says, Playing Shenmue on the Dreamcast, walking the street of Dobuita in Yokosuka, Japan, visiting small shops, buying toys from capsule vending machines, and visiting ramen shops felt, at the time, like actually touring the city. Finding the arcade with classic Sega games was the most exciting part.
2: Oh yeah, we'll say, uh, That's how I imagined life to be in that region. Even though who knows, but yeah, they they did a good job of just recreating everyday life mm-hmm. for a teenager or a person. Like I think I was in my early twenties when I played that game, and I was kind of doing the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I I would just walk around where I was living and uh, go to capsule machines. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean arcades. Spend a lot of time in arcades. Yeah, yeah. I can't can't dispute that. Uh,
2: Dan Strothman says, Seattle and Infamous Second Son. Overall, the layout of the city isn't accurate at all, but they nailed a lot of the local landmarks and institutions like The Stranger, our alternative newspaper. And post- the
0: Stranger was in Second Son? I guess so. I remember.
2: And, and posters for Phoenix Jones, our real-life superhero. The game is a lot of fun, but it never comes close to matching the high near the beginning where you scale and liberate the Space Needle. Climbing around the needle has been a dream of mine since I was a little kid, and for the past 15 years, I've worked literally across the street from it. So this was video game wish fulfillment at its finest.
0: Man, I, I used to love reading The Stranger when I was in college. That yeah. was I went. I was in Olympia, so we got it there.
2: And then, quick shout out: Trisketable uh, also commented that it does. The game does include the little like elephant car wash that is like you pass oh, by yeah, it whenever yeah, yeah, you yeah. get off the freeway right there in Seattle. Yeah, I remember. So it does. Yeah, it does contain a lot of actual landmarks, even if it. It's like a very simplified version of
0: Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On Twitter, at Swamp Posting says, I didn't really appreciate Kamaro Cho and the Yakuza series until I went to Kabuki Cho IRL earlier this year. The devs created the world so painstakingly that everything looked familiar to me. Luckily for me, no one tried to pick fights with me IRL because I would totally lose. Yeah, Japan, not really known for... Uh, just gangs of punks running up and beating you up. Not unless you're an yeah. American YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have happened.
2: Uh, at ntrskt says Chicago from Watchdogs. It felt like I was unraveling a conspiracy that involved all walks of life and had me searching the underworld as well as the working class and above. I got the full metropolitan experience minus the smell of pee, mm. and that was actually our guest Chris Close last week. Choice as well was Watchdog- uh, Chicago from Watchdogs.
0: At Milk Toasted says Australia in Forza Horizon 3. It's pretty fun to haul ass from Surfer's Paradise to the Outback Steakhouse in 444 (laughs) in a 2003 Ford GT with 800 HP.
2: Yeah. If it was me, I'd be hauling us home from Outback Steak-
0: Steakhouse to make my bathroom in time. <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs>
2: what is it, the Bloomin' Onion or whatever the hell they have yeah. there?
3: Yeah.
0: We have a couple of video answers as well. The first is from Mike Amari.
3: Hello, VGA crew. Mike Amari again here, answering the question of the week. question of the week, of course, was, what real-world place did you enjoy the most uh, running around in a video game? For me, though, it feels like a cop-out because you guys talked about New York for an entire episode and you even talked about my favorite. But for me, the... GTA for uh, Liberty City, particularly the Hove Beach area, which is a recreation of Brighton Beach. This is pretty much where I grew up. Uh, I grew up outside of Brighton Beach and spent a lot of time there. Um, You can see that Nico and uh, Roman were very much the people I saw running around in those areas. They were the type of people who I would see at all hours in the morning, just kind of drunkenly walking uh, the streets in Brighton Beach. Uh, But more than anything else, they really got the look of everything right the elevated train tracks, the texture of everything, everything felt like Brighton Beach. Uh, to, for comparison, this is what Brighton I'm Beach actually looks like, uh, almost a one-for-one recreation.
0: Switching from a game shot to... I have a personal
3: story, though. Uh, you'll see in this picture, right over here, there's a half price clothing store in the top left corner. At the time this game came out, I had just left my old job, and instead of living in Brooklyn, I would moved to Long Island after getting married. Long well, My Island. old job was working for a printer who printed store signs, window signs all for the lowest rent, lowest quality clothing stores you can ever imagine. Places with names like Fat Albert Almundo, where they would sell 85,000 different items and I would have to put together circulars and flyers and window signs for them. I did graphic design for a while for them. Um, and so I was at a point when I was feeling a little homesick living out in Long Island instead of Brooklyn. And so I pop in GTA Forum, rolling around uh, Hove Beach and they tell me to go to a clothing store and I take a look at the clothing store that they send me to and I notice the window signs are exactly the window signs I had designed for them about a year previously. See, the people mm. who made GTA V obviously went through, took a lot of pictures, because these were shot for shot recreations of these stores, down to the racks and the walls and everything else. This particular store, I can almost definitely nail down to the store i had done the work for. The sale signs, and I'm not saying it's good work, it's all very basic work, but the sale signs, the linen and suits sign that you see here, uh, even the sign over his shoulder which says sale, 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 All things that I created. So it was a nice little bump for me, uh, seeing that not only was I feeling a little homesick because it felt so much like Brooklyn to me, but also I technically had work done in the game, since they clearly took pictures of the stores and then used those as a reference to recreate exactly what was in there. So if I was a suing type, I might say, Rockstar, you owe me some money. They don't, I'm just happy that it's there. Uh, Thank you again, guys. I'm Sorry for the poor audio quality on this. Didn't really have a chance to get into the studio in the basement today. Uh, Next week I'll have uh, much better production values for you guys. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Nice, nice.
2: Suing Rockstar works so well for Lindsay Lohan. Go for it.
3: Anyway.
2: Yeah, I, I do have to give Mike uh, props. So normally he does have like way better production values than us. Where he's like recording from his studio. He always has amazing visual companion pieces to his videos. Mm. And this time you can hear the audio is a little off. You know, it's a little echoey. But he still has his visual companion pieces. He's just pulling up pictures on his computer screen. Like, thanks, Mike.
0: Yep. Thanks for going the extra mile. <laughs> we man. do That's appreciate awesome. it.
7: Yeah.
0: Uh, and finally, Cody Laveau
7: has a response. 100%. Hey it's Cage Crippler Coat of the Bow And it should come as no surprise to you That my favorite setting For a video game Is New Orleans Which I just came back from And I'm still alive The Gator didn't get me, Maddie. Don't worry um, I was worried And there's a few like. <laughs> games that have done really well with it You know, Shadow Man and Mafia have gotten it right But what I would really love to see Is sort of an L.A. noir mixed with X-Files Because I was just there And I had a little bit of time to walk around And I realized that the La LaLaurie mansion is right next to the um, Jacques Saint-Germain mansion. And that is a vampire slaying uh, right next to a woman that allegedly um, used to torture and kill her slaves and then bathe in their blood to make herself look younger. And then uh, I got to thinking more and more about all the mysteries and histories over about 300 years. And there is a lot, a lot that you could do with that. I could probably pitch you 30 cases uh, just around that. So I would love to somehow see sort of this throughout time solving all these supernatural mysteries uh, throughout the city of New Orleans. You could even go down to like, uh, you know, like uh, the southern part of it. You could investigate the swamps. You could go through the French Quarter, of course, but there's a ton of history. There's buildings that have been there forever, and maybe you could just kind of go throughout and solve all these crazy things. I mean, the Axeman, look that mm. up. That is wild stuff. Um, so I yeah, I would expert. really love to see that. And uh, speaking of which, um, uh, in Mafia, it was uh, New Bordeaux. That's that's what it was, uh, which is a fairly accurate name for it because, uh, you know, it's a city in France and it's a common thing to do over there with uh, New Orleans, New Iberia, and so on and so forth. They take sort of these regions or towns, and they just sort of changed the name over. Uh, both the Spanish and the French did that. So, Maddie, uh, you did get that right, and Louisiana French is fine, or Creole, or Cajun French, or ha- however you want to say it. It's all sort of interchangeable there. So, uh, have a great week, guys. I have a fun video for you next week. Look out for it.
0: Yeah, I think that, that uh, slave-murdering lady was actually the at the center of one of the American Horror Story uh, seasons
2: oh, okay. a few years ago.
0: Hell of a tease there, too, oh, Cody.
2: Yeah. Good job on that one. Les
0: en roulet, oh, my ma friend. Um, I'm going back to New Orleans soon. I am kind of uh, I, I kind of want to play some more Mafia 3 too. <laughs> nice to prepare. Nice.
2: No, hey, And, Cody, if you want to pitch us all those ideas, we have absolutely zero influence or sway on Rockstar, but we'll, we'll be yeah, glad to we'll hear them and pass on. <laughs> uh, but if you want to play a game based in New Orleans, go play the Gabriel Knight
0: franchise. Oh, yeah. That was a great adventure series. Our, our, our old friend charlie barrett would hardly encourage that (laughs) nice yeah 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 um so that does it for our existing questions of the week which means it's time for a new question of the week matt you have written down what is your favorite celebrity game performance cameo or featured um gosh i don't know i think i think uh, roddy piper is definitely up there for me um But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to know what uh, what you have to say.
2: Yeah, I think the thing that's great about Roddy is he died kind of... Shortly after four mm-hmm. came out, so oh yeah, well, yeah was,
0: no, that's a great thing. Yeah. yeah, well, no, I mean, I mean, but it's
2: like kind of a. I think you mentioned that might have been his last it, performance. It, it wasn't,
0: but it was one of his last performances. It was, very, performances. Very close. It was yeah. a few years before he died. Yeah, and he did it like we said earlier. He did a great job. Yeah, um yeah.
2: you No, know, mine. Um, this, this is God. This is a basic bitch answer. I'm sorry, but uh, Nathan Fillion as Cade Six in Destiny. So uh, in many ways, this felt to me like the encore performance uh of captain malcolm reynolds that has been robbed from us that we will never get you know like Cade is sort of this like you know roguish charming kind of guy who shoots from the hip much like mal mm. and so um he also to be honest provided like many of the funniest moments of both destiny and destiny 2 which humor is tough to get across in video games uh, and i had some genuine kind of laugh out loud moments when you know Depending on certain line reads, and there's what's great about Destiny because you do have to play through content over and over. They record like several line variations for things, and he's always funny. And so, hmm. yeah, Nathan Fillion as Cade Six, um, which makes me sad because you know in the new Destiny Two Forsaken expansion
4: he dies, and you have to prevent Aww. his death. And- <laughs> fine
2: it's fine i'm okay i promise i will really not do this I I, I I to be honest still haven't played it uh hope mm. he's not really dead mm. but we'll see but no uh nathan villain uh, he does great in every everything he does but
0: uh, it's true he's really good as kate sex yeah I, I think in terms of celebrity performances not just celebrities playing themselves uh ray Liotta in vice city is definitely a standout i'm sure that the performance has not aged great but at its time it was Like, Tommy Versetti is a really likable, horrible character, and Ray Liotta is a big part of that. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for doing that, dude, before you moved on to really weird stuff, (laughs) like having your brain eaten in Hannibal.
2: Oh, God. Why'd you bring that scene up, man? I can't sleep tonight now. It's super gross. (laughs) Um not as gross as with the dude who has his face fed to him. That's, mm, that's true. Same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disturbing. And I'm,
0: I'm sure I'll think of a better one after the fact. <laughs> Maybe I'll re-record with that. Who knows?
2: I like both your answers. You're both mm. your answers. You're great. Yeah, Ray Liotta was great. Yeah, uh, It it it, let it. it lended a lot of credibility to a series who didn't need it at the time, but it made Vice City like, oh, shit, they got the dude from Goodfellas to yeah. come in here and voice the main character. I like, think that's they, they
0: had like a star-studded cast there. Oh, and... um. Fucking Danny Trejo in Def Jam Fight for NY, like just the fact that he's playing himself as as a dude named Trejo, not not quite himself, a much more muscular version of himself. Right. But, <laughs> but That was cool to see, and and actually, Fight for New York would have been a, a great one to mine for this week's episode because, although really, that's more celebrities having like sustained roles rather than just cameos. So
2: yeah, and I mean, that, I think that character, it's the Blade character he's playing, right? He hasn't what's his name?
0: It's um. Machete, machete, yeah, but well, it's just the name of the character is Trejo. Oh, this is before Machete, which I think came from. There's a character named Machete in Spy Kids, and and the oh, uh,
2: see, I thought it was his Desperado character.
0: No, no, no. His Desperado character was Kukui, Oh, okay, okay. Which is like the the Mexican boogeyman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just just for that great line with Johnny Depp's like, "Are you a Mexican or a Mexican?" <laughs> "I'm a Mexican." <laughs> Danny Trejo is a fucking treasure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And he has a great taco place apparently. Too. Yeah. Trejo's Tacos in LA. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go eat a taco. Why
2: are we plugging Trejo's Tacos? I don't know. I love Why tacos. Why wouldn't we? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You like tacos, I like tacos, we both love Danny Trey Trejo, why not? Once again, VGA can be bought. This yes. episode
2: potentially brought to you by Trejo's Tacos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I know he'll be in just about anything, but I don't think that's the same as he'll give any money to any podcaster. I don't need so. money,
2: I just need tacos. I would <laughs> yeah, settle for yeah, yeah. tacos. Yeah. Even Jack in the Box tacos, get me two for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're no longer two for a dollar. Oh. RIP, out.
0: I still have a free... Uh, I- Little card for like a free taco that I carry around in my wallet. Did I've you had jack it from, in the Box? no, for uh, for Taco Bell. Oh, okay. but I've had for months now because I like gave a dollar to charity or something.
2: Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, that's like 50 cents. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Matt, why don't you tell us about the Patreon? Sure. Uh, go to patreon.com slash laser
2: time. Help us make our dreams come true. We have lots of ideas for fun episodes,
0: mm-hmm. including the one we teased earlier in the show, ah, yes. the D&D
2: podcast. As
0: yet unnamed Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but it will have some sort of name by yeah. the time we put it out, which might be a while.
2: Yeah, but we, we, we yeah. spent a long time recording, we and now did. I'm... Now I am obsessed. All I want to do is keep playing more D&D, and I want you guys to listen to D&D. We have lots of fun surprises planned for that show. Um, we had a blast recording it. We think you'll have a blast listening, mm-hmm. but you can only do that by going to patreon.com slash and helping us make that happen by getting to the $9,500 a month goal, which we're nearly there. Just go. Get us Help over us play limit. D&D every month and, yeah. <laughs> and turn it into several episodes.
0: Totally. Ah. All right. Well, as always, and, and uh, you want to you want to plug your Twitter? or anything? Sure. Yeah. And if you want to
2: follow me personally, I'm on Twitter at Matty C Allen. That's M A T T Y C A L L E N. All thoughts there are terrible, and they're my own, as always. Hmm.
0: The, the thoughts expressed at VG Apocalypse on Twitter are uh, those of the show, <laughs> and mostly of Matt, because you're, <laughs> you're doing most of the posting it's, it's, these days.
2: It's both of our terrible thoughts yeah, combined yeah, into yeah, one. Yeah.
0: Um, Mine only come once a week on average, but uh, if you want to hear slightly more frequent terrible thoughts from me, you can follow me personally at Wikiparas on Twitter. So that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
2: Tell us how our ass tastes. (laughs) Tell me how my ass tastes.